to the Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. episode of Hotter Than Health. This is part two of the episode with the Dr. B. If you have not listened to part one about the gut health masterclass that we have with Dr. B, Dr. Bolsowitz, then you are making a chaotic decision by listening to part two first. But for anyone who has listened to part one, I know that you absolutely loved it. We dove into the history of Dr. B's medical past. We went into med school. We talked about how to get rid of certain types of constipation. We talked all about gut health. However, part two, we go there. Part two, we talk about the measurable tips and tricks to solving some of the most ridiculous gut health problems that so many people suffer from. Essentially, well, let's take a step back. If this is your first time listening to the Hotter Than Health podcast, you should go back and listen to part one. But welcome. Thank you so much. I hope you subscribe wherever you're listening and leave a review five stars if you haven't already. But Dr. B, Dr. Bolsowitz, he is a Charleston local, but he is a gastroenterologist. He is a medical doctor. He is also an author, a best-selling author, times two, two times. He is a zoo medical director in the U.S. He has a new fiber-fueled cookbook, and I'm so excited because we are going to be giving away some of these cookbooks and his fiber-fueled book. I know so many of you messaged me mentioning that you wanted to read it. Now is your chance to win it for free. But again, the gut... excuse me, the gut health MD, Dr. B, he is the master when it comes to the gut. And today, what I really wanted to do was get inside his head in the sense of how, how does someone else feel who is struggling with some of the most common symptoms of a gut that's in dysbiosis, a gut that's out of whack. Now, what I did was I thought, okay, what are things that I hear all the time from clients? I hear about fatigue or I hear about food sensitivities and then I hear about um, whether it's constipation or consistent bowel movements, whatever it is. We, I basically said, hey, pretend I am this client. Walk me through exactly what to do. And not only is this great for someone who has the specific uh obstacles that we talk about in the episode, but this can go towards anyone who is struggling with their gut. And it's not just blanket advice. These are tangible tips that we can all use, but in a very specific way. He's not just going to say, oh, drink lemon water and eat plants. You guys didn't come here to have someone tell you what you already knew and what you see on TikTok. I am so excited because we ha- I was writing things down. I was saying, hey, can you repeat that? I was asking him afterwards, like, hey, whoa, if I'm doing this at home, I, you know, I was using this selfishly as my own little bit of a protocol. And this is, this is an episode that I have been dying to do for 
you all so that you can truly get into the brain of someone who focuses on the gut, which is again, the second brain. Again, listen until the very, very end so that you can be qualified to win a copy of his new cookbook. I'm so excited to try some of these recipes out, but the new cookbook as well as his book, Fiber Fueled. Again, it's been a number one in the New York Times selling list. You won't want to miss it, especially if you are into health, you're into nutrition, and it's also, it's just a good read. I mean, it's a damn good book hence why it's done so well. We're going to get into it with Dr. B. Thank you so, so much for being on here. And we will have to have him on again. Make sure you are reviewing the podcast. Follow Dr. B. Follow myself, Eliza G underscore wellness on Instagram. And make sure that you are doing what you need to do in order to be qualified to win these books. I am so, so excited. Without further ado, let's get into it with world-renowned gut health MD, gut health guru, gastroenterologist, Dr. B. Welcome back to the podcast. We're not capable of processing and digesting fiber. We're not capable of doing that, which means that it is 100% on your gut microbiome. So we are asking the microbiome to do the work. Mm. Okay. Now there's something that I call the fiber paradox because it's important for people to understand, like some people would get to this point that you and I have discussed, acknowledging that fiber can actually be problematic in this case. And they'll say, get rid of the fiber. That's the solution, like just get rid of, just get rid of the plants and you'll feel better. And the problem is, the fiber paradox is that the people who need fiber the most are the ones who will struggle the most to add it into their diet. Okay. Because they need the benefits of fiber because when they consume fiber, it actually makes the gut microbiome more powerful. And without that, it's going to grow weaker and it'll be progressively weaker. When you cut back your fiber, you're not making yourself stronger. You're making your gut weaker. So it gets a little harder before it gets better. It gets, so, so the, the, the key to this, the answer to this question, um, if we wanted to just boil it down to, Hey, Will, you only get one sentence. (laughs) The answer, the answer is make them poop. The answer is make them poop because if you take a person who's constipated and you make them poop Mm -hmm. and you get the bowels moving through then you have relieved the constipation and this issue of getting plugged up with fiber and producing even more gas and all that, it gets relieved. So when you take this person who's constipated and you basically get things mobilized, the food intolerances get better, the gas and bloating gets better, and now they become more capable of processing and digesting the fiber. Mm. So my approach to this issue is I don't, if you are listening to this at home and you have mild constipation, meaning it's like, comes and goes once in a while type of thing okay add more fiber drink some water take a walk in your neighborhood you will poop and you will be good mm-hmm. right but if you're someone who has moderate or severe constipation mean this is a chronic issue that's affecting you on a daily basis yeah like that's for years potentially yeah yeah this is who we're talking about right now yeah. this is more of like severe constipation don't lead with the fiber Recently, I have been talking a lot with postpartum mothers as well as a lot of women who are feeling like they are noticing their aging in their hair and their skin. So they feel like their hair is getting a little bit duller. It's breaking more easily. There's a ton more split ends. It's dry at the ends. It doesn't feel clear and healthy and rich. And that is something that really comes up a lot when we're talking about collagen. And a lot of people say, hey, this collagen supplement just really isn't working for me. Well, that is 
hugely in part because there's usually a missing link, which is vitamin C. I know we've heard about vitamin C as a powerful immune boosting nutrient, but it's also the glue that holds together all of the products that we need inside our body to make and produce natural collagen. So not all vitamin C supplements are created equally. If you're taking a vitamin C in a capsule or a tablet form, I'll repeat that. If you take a capsule or a tablet form of vitamin C, then you are missing out on key nutrients because your stomach acid can break down a lot of that before it gets to your cells. However, our friends over at Purality Health have patented something called micell liposomal technology, and this delivers nutrients straight to your bloodstream. It's actually proven to be 800% more efficient. Again, 800% more efficient. So if you are feeling that dull, cracking hair, dry, and it, you're feeling it in your skin and your nails and things aren't as strong as they used to be, you have those thin nails and they break all the time and they're bending, if you have the, that appearance and you have that feeling, give Purality Health's Micelle Liposomal Vitamin C a try. It's backed by 100-day money-back guarantee, and today we have a 20% off code. I love these products. I have tried the vitamin C as well as the vitamin D, and I really absolutely love them. I feel like the Micelle Liposomal technology has been actually an even more fun way to take the product. It's not just popping a pill. It tastes amazing. So just visit puralityhealth.com. Use the code HTH20 and access 20% off. Again, that is the micelle liposomal vitamin C, puralityhealth.com using the code HTH20 for 20% off. Lead by getting the bowels moving first okay. and then chase with the fiber. Chase with the fiber. Chase with the fiber. Because the fiber becomes your friend after you get the poop out of the way. Okay, because right now it's just backed up. Now we're just at gridlock. So let's go all the way back to this hypothetical person who comes in to see me with, we're not sure what's going on, but they're having diarrhea. They're having food intolerances and a lot of fatigue, right? Yeah. And I said, maybe this is constipation. So how can we, how can we identify and understand this? Well, one of the ways that we could do this is actually to mobilize. It sounds paradoxical because they're having diarrhea, but one of the ways that we could do this is to mobilize their bowels. Mm -hmm. So imagine, and by the way, for the listeners, like I don't want you to do this based upon hearing me on a podcast. I want you to talk to your doctor about this because sure. we have to make sure it's the right thing to do. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. You know that. <laughs> Please. But um, you can drink a bottle of magnesium citrate. So you go to your local CVS or Walgreens, mm -hmm. you buy this 300 milliliter bottle of magnesium citrate. Because there are multiple types of magnesium. Magnesium citrate is the one we need. Um, for, this, for, the, for this sort of like, we're talking about a flush. Yes. Yeah. Not to like put you to sleep. Not no, no. Sleep, magnesium, okay, okay. So for like sleeping, magnesium glycinate, glycinate. is perfect. perfect. Yeah. Um, so, but like when you're talking about wanting to move your bowels, by the way, you could take things on a daily basis that are at a lower dose, and that could include magnesium citrate, magnesium oxide, magnesium sulfate. Okay. But in this case, specifically, what we're trying to accomplish is we want to give this person like three bowel movements. Like big fat ones. Yeah, three big fat bowel movements. Like not enough to actually do a colonoscopy, mm -hmm. but something that like actually is line. putting them almost like that. Okay. Something that's putting them towards that. So in this case, if you drink this magnesium citrate, it's going to give you multiple bowel movements. Now let's pretend that this person... That sounds awesome. <laughs> well, the key here is that, like, let's pretend that this... How do they feel, right? Yeah. So you do this intervention. Before the intervention, they can't eat anything because it makes them feel unwell. They're gassy and bloated. They have tons of fatigue. 
they do this and all of a sudden they feel great. Yeah. Right? And all of a sudden their bowel movements are actually more like number fours. Yeah. And the diarrhea goes away. That was constipation. And then once you do that, if you go back to your ways of eating and the, everything that you did before, you'll get back to that. But it, that's when you start to also go into protocol number two, essentially. So you have the magnesium flush in a sense, you start to feel a little more energized, clearer, less bloated, and then that fog has slightly lifted. That's when you start to add in more fiber. This is where I get back to, to me, rhythm becomes very important. Mm -hmm. So the flush is like a jump start. Yeah. Um, think of it like this. We imagine that the poop that's like stuck inside your colon, imagine this is a freight train. And right now, because it's not moving, the freight train is sitting on the tracks. Now, the amount of energy that you need to put into that train to get it moving is a lot. Yes. Right? So you need a big, big, like aggressive bolus of energy up front. But then once the train is moving down the tracks, we could be sitting up, you know, in the engine and just doing a little shovel of coal every once in a while. And that's, that's all you need. Right? So. It's like the boiling point. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Huh. Well, you just took me back to college. Yes. But anyway, yes. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. So yeah, but I think that the point though is like get, get things moving. Okay. So that's what the magnesium citrate accomplishes. Now, if I were to sit here and say to you, do magnesium citrate twice a week, that's not rhythm. That's, that's you like jump, like that's it. You jump starting the train and then letting it die on the tracks again and then jump starting it again. That's not rhythm. That's stop, start, stop, start. It's like you want to do a juice cleanse, but you don't do it for a month. You do it once every quarter. You do it. Okay, got it. So with got this, it. what you do is you jumpstart it with the magnesium citrate and then you chase it with magnesium that you would take on a consistent basis. So like to me, that 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 is a supplement that we all should be looking at because frankly, if I were to take you, the listeners right now and check your magnesium level, I'm guessing that like 70% of you would be deficient. Fully. Mm -hmm. So people are like, it's so prevalent no matter what diet dietary pattern you follow. It's so prevalent. So if we need the magnesium anyway, and taking the magnesium helps to maintain good bowel rhythm and it accomplishes this goal of getting us to where we want to be. Okay, cool. Do that. Add the magnesium on a daily basis. Titrate the dose to what you need to maintain regular bowel movements. And then now that you got these regular bowel movements going, it is time to bring the fiber on board because fiber is your friend. You just needed to get the blockage out of the way. Now that the train is moving down the tracks, feed that train Putting the fiber in is like putting a little bit of coal in. Just start adding a little bit of fiber in the beginning, and then you can ramp it up over time. I feel like everything you just said is going to change so many lives. That that small, it might be small to you with like the magnesium citrate, but that in itself will, I feel like, give people a proverbial permission slip to not stress so much that there is an answer, or there is at least something that they can be proactive to do right now in their own homes. Yeah, 100%. And for people who are um, interested in like diving deeper, because we could literally talk about constipation for hours. I, yes, I agree. So um, I actually have a constipation course that is basically like anyone can take it at any time. It could be three in the morning and you could be like, I want to take that constipation course. Okay, cool, do it. Um, so just be aware, if you go to my website, theplantfedgut.com, you'll find my courses there. And if you have trouble finding it, just shoot me a DM on social media and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. So, but like the reason why I say that is like, I'm not, I'm not You're here right. to sell my course, but I think for people who are listening and they're like, this is sort of like, uh, you know, hitting them where they're like, oh, that's me. 
and they want to go deeper, well, that, that's that's why I made it. Amazing. We've discussed some food sensitivities being at the root of, or not being the root, but constipation being the root of some food sensitivities. And I'd like to talk about specifically sugar and alcohol as it pertains to the gut. I think that a lot of people don't realize how how tough sugar specifically can be on the gut and alcohol. Can we talk about those in two separate spaces? So what are your thoughts on processed sugar? What is its effect on the gut, mood, everything? I think it's very important that we, again, coming back to the nuance of, of sort of nutrition and how our body works, you know, I'm like, it drives me nuts when people talk about carbs. I'm like, what do you even mean? Right? True. So, I don't mean bananas and blueberries and strawberries, these beautiful forms of carbs and sugar. Exactly. It's more a matter of gushers and beer. Exactly. And fiber is a carb, right? So if we're trashing carbs, we're trashing fiber, and that doesn't make any sense. So No, we love carbs on the, on the Hotter Than Health podcast. We are a carb family. Perfect. We, you know, it's, it's important to make these distinctions because like the sugar that is extracted from something, some sort of plant, like they use some sort of chemical process, again, to make something artificial that you and I don't know how to do. We would never be able to do this in our kitchen. Um, that's very different than like, say, fructose that exists in a piece of fruit. Yeah. And you and you eat that piece of fruit that, by the way, also includes fiber. And then it also, one of the sort of underrated things that people don't talk about enough is the food matrix, where like there's a structure to our food. And this, so it's more than just nutrients. It's the structure of the food that affects how our body reacts to it, right? So it's it like it's DNA. It's yeah, the more... the DNA, and also like um, you could take an apple and you could separate the components. Like you could say, there's the sugar, there's the fiber, there's the polyphenols, mm-hmm. right? And you, you've broken it into its nutritional components, and that would not be the same as eating an apple. Because yeah. the apple has like the crunch. It's and the sum the, of its whole. Yeah, right. you're right. So um, food was designed to be that way, right? And this is why it's problematic and this is why we see differences when you take sugar out of a food and then you consume the sugar in isolation. Mm. And so anyway. So having a cup of apple juice is very different than having an apple. Oh, ma- the, massively different. Yes, to paint the picture. Okay. Yeah, massively different. And so, um, so when it comes to sugar... Very clearly, sugar has negative effects on the gut microbiome. By the way, so do artificial sweeteners. Mm. So that's important for people to understand. Stevia, Zevia, what are all? What are your thoughts on these types of things? Uh, so the the ones that are on the spectrum of being like more, I'm more comfortable with, in moderation. Sure. Are monk fruit and to some degree stevia. Got it. Like monk fruit superior to stevia, but like, uh, I, I personally think that we're all better off when we move away from using extra extracts on any level and instead move towards whole foods that may be sweet. So like the baklava that I had the other week is probably not great for my gut, but it's really enjoyable. So I just do it. I mean, I love baklava, (laughs) right? And it also does include either walnuts or pistachios most likely. Wrapped in honey and sugar. Yeah, fair enough. But But okay, okay. You could do worse. Fair enough. You could do worse, right? Like you can always do better. You can always do worse, right? But like, Flip side, uh, well, what if, what if, like, we gave someone a bowl of berries? Yeah. Right? Like, it is sweet. It mm-hmm. is delicious. And guess what? It is incredibly good for you. Mm-hmm. So, and the less processed sugar you eat, the m- less hypersensitive your taste buds are. So, you, I feel like the berries taste better. I feel like kids yeah, sometimes true. who have fruit roll ups or who have all these different types of dyed foods, fragrance food, perfu- perfumed foods, 
they then have a blackberry and they're like, it's sour. You know, it doesn't have that sweetness the way that it used to. Our taste buds change. Our taste buds change when we change our diet. You know, mm-hmm. this is important for people to understand because they go, I could never eat that way because I'm not attracted to that food. But you're not attracted to that food because you're not eating that food. Yeah. When you start eating it, you will get used to it. So anyway, sugar, um, clearly bad for the microbiome. A quick comment on sugar that's separate from the microbiome. I think this is important for people to to hear is that you guys know I have my tried and true greens powder. You know that I travel with it. I take it every single morning. It helps me stay balanced. But then at the end of the night, along with you know that I love the gold chocolate from Organifi, but I have also been using since it is starting to get that slight chill in the air. This coming Thursday is the first day of fall. I am fully invested. I'm ready. I need a sweater. I'm into it. I'm ready to be totally hibernated. But for this week, That is the 26th of September through the 29th of September. So the next little bit, the 26th of September through the 29th, 26th, 29th, don't forget it. You can get on to Organifi.com and buy the gold canister. This is fantastic for hormone balancing, anti-inflammatory. It helps to create more... uh, nervous system regulation so you will be calmer, helps you get to sleep and stay asleep. It has endless benefits because of the adaptogens, the anti-inflammatories, and the overall organic ingredients. And it's not going to spike your blood sugar so that you're craving a bunch of different stuff at the end of the night. This is your new go-to travel and at-home dessert. I like to mix it with the chocolate gold, but that's just me. So for this limited time, you can go onto Organifi.com, buy the gold canister, and then you will get a free 30 count of gold travel packs. What more can you ask for? Hello, stocking stuffers. If you don't use all the 30 count gold travel packs, use them in stocking stuffers over Christmas. Everyone loves these always. Never met anyone who didn't. So what you do is you go online to Organifi.com, put the gold canister in your cart. When you check out, use the code HTH, and then you will automatically get the 30-count travel pack added into your cart. Again, this is only good through the 26th through the 29th of September, Organifi.com. Use the code HTH for 20% off of your entire order. This is not applicable to gold pumpkin spice or gold chocolate. You will not regret it. You're going to love it. And enjoy. Um, I have seen a lot of people who suffer with uh, either they're diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea or diagnosed with small intestine bacterial overgrowth, SIBO. Mm -hmm. And it turns out to be neither of those two things. They have a sucrose intolerance. And this is really a critical thing because the, what ends up happening. So I just picture people in my head right now who have said those exact things and I'm like, Oh, Okay, this. so if you have, here's the takeaway for people at home. If you if you have one of these conditions, or you've been told you have IBS, or you have SIBO, have you been tested for sucrose intolerance? Because if you have not, you need to be. Mm. Because if we discover that you in fact have sucrose intolerance, it will completely transform your life. So let me tell you a quick story. Um, there was a person who took one of my courses. And so she wasn't even like directly my patient Mm -hmm. and she took one of my courses. And the reason why is because she was trying to figure out why she was not getting better with her irritable bowel syndrome that she had had. She was diagnosed like in 2007 or something like that. The problem is that in 2007, we didn't like sucrose intolerance was not on our radar. Yeah. So, I mean, to be frank, it's not on many doctors radar. It wasn't on. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, 
So anyway, she gets diagnosed with Urobal syndrome. She doesn't get better no matter what treatment they give her. She bounces from doctor to doctor to doctor. Well, the problem is every single doctor is treating her for irritable bowel syndrome. So in my course, she learns about sucrose intolerance. She goes, oh my gosh, I've never been tested for that. She got tested. This was her problem. She never had irritable bowel syndrome. So the part that sucks is that she sh suffered for 15 years. Mm -hmm. But the part that's exciting is that for the rest of her life, she will no longer suffer. Because she got what she needed for the sucrose intolerance. Once you know that this is, again, coming back to, you have to know what you're treating. Once you know that this is, in fact, the issue. She started taking the supplement, which, by the way, is naturally sourced. There's a supplement that you can take for this problem. Her symptoms went away entirely. She Amazing. has no problem now. Amazing. So, um, anyway, that's important for people to understand. Because sucrose, you think about table sugar, you can say, oh, well, there's no added sugar. There's sugar everywhere. Like yeah. beets, beets have sugar, sweet potatoes have sugar, um, sucrose specifically. So, so the point being that even if you're good with your diet, even if you're clean with your diet, you're still getting exposed to this and it could be the cause of your issues. Amazing. So, and then what was the second alcohol, right? Alcohol. I really want to talk about it because I think that we see the immediate effects of alcohol are, of course, mood changes a bit, but then the next day we have that anxiety um, you've got irregular bowel movements, maybe you're gassy, maybe you're bloated, maybe some type of irritation and irregularity. What is going on with alcohol and what are your thoughts on consumption? I mean, so you've already painted the picture, right? You've painted the picture about how this affects our digestion. You're having diarrhea. Uh, this affects your mood, right? So like you're anxious the next day. Um, you, we could talk about how it affects your metabolism, like your blood sugar is out of whack. Anything, yes. Right? So we could just go down the line. There's so many ways. And the reason why is because I, I'm convinced that when you drink to excess, to the point that you have a hangover, that is not dehydration. I agree. Right? If it were dehydration, you would drink water or a bottle of, of Gatorade and you would feel instantly better. And it's not that simple. There's a 24-hour process that your body goes through in terms of healing. And the reason why is because you have actually punched the gut microbiome in the face. And it's trying Pour to heal. toxins on it. Yeah. So, you know, let's think about alcohol for a moment. Because when you drink enough alcohol, I mean, as we know from like the way that they test for driving under the influence, it's actually in your blood. The alcohol is coursing through your blood. Yeah. Right? So... Think about like if you want to clean your kitchen counter. Yeah. What do For you pull? a cut before you give stitches. Right. Yeah. Or yeah, you have a wounds. What are you going to use? Right. So you can use alcohol for these things. So what happens when you get enough alcohol into your bloodstream that it's like literally coursing through your blood, and that blood, of course, is coming into contact with the parts of your body where these microbes live. So it's killing all the good and bad bacteria. I think that. I think that. So I am convinced that when we drink to excess and we have a hangover, we have actually caused injury to our microbiome on an acute level. Mm. Um, if you look at people who have chronic liver disease from alcohol consumption, uh, what there we all know, like we've all seen these people, they're like, how have you not had liver disease with the amount that you drink? Yeah. What they discovered is that those people, they, they haven't yet caused like the enough sufficient injury to their microbiome. To actually tip their liver over. They potentially have a very resilient 
gut microbiome. They're they're for whatever reason it's hard to explain, but they're yes they they are able to basically take that insult, and it doesn't mean that they won't ever get to the point of getting liver disease. It's just that at least for the amount of injury that they've done to date, they're still hanging in there. Mm-hmm. But like the people who have chronic liver disease due to alcohol consumption, if you look at their microbiome, it's it's d- deeply disturbed. Is there a certain type of alcohol that if you were to, not saying you're recommending to drink alcohol at all, but if you're a social drinker and you're like, hey, look, it's not realistic for me, but I want to make some progress. What are top to bottom worst alcohols for your gut? probably least impactful for your gut so um i I guess just to sort of be very clear on this topic like let me come forward with transparency like i I actually i consume alcohol Uh right and um i've gone through periods of time in my life where uh let me say like i've never had an alcohol problem but there definitely are times where i've gotten into a habit yeah and that habit is like you know one to three drinks a couple nights a week sure. right so anyway i so you've been there you can speak to it i can yeah. i can definitely speak to it and also i don't want people to feel bad about themselves yeah. if they want to have an alcoholic I'm beverage a social drinker once in a while. right because yeah. it, would, it would be very i i don't like again i don't like creating unrealistic expectations and like who am i to sit here and say zero alcohol is the only way forward exactly if i'm if i'm like potentially gonna have a glass of wine on saturday night right mm-hmm. so anyway um, I think that the, if, to answer your question, like if I were to prioritize different types of alcohol, mm-hmm. I don't know that it makes a tremendous difference in terms of what type, because at the end of the day, alcohol is alcohol, right? Like it's going to ultimately have similar effects on your microbiome from a negative perspective if you drink enough of it. Mm-hmm. But when consumed in moderation, red wine does contain these specific polyphenols by the way, polyphenols are antioxidant compounds, meaning that they're anti-inflammatory, that um, we've actually discovered they're prebiotic, which means that they actually feed the microbiome. So they behave in many ways similar to fiber, not the same as fiber, but in the same way that fiber can't be digested by human enzymes. The same is true of polyphenols. So the polyphenols, about 90% of them, 90 to 95% of them actually get to the microbiome in the colon. And they get activated by the microbes. So all the benefits that you get from like resveratrol. So that's the one that I was moving towards in red wine. You know, people talk about how great resveratrol is. The reason why you get those benefits is because your gut microbes give them to you. But is it enough to say, but it's not enough to say it's good for you. It's more just saying. No, I wouldn't argue that it's good for you. Okay. I wouldn't encourage a person who doesn't drink to start drinking. Okay. It's more a matter of like. But if you were to have some, at least this has maybe a minor, uh, not even benefit, but counter. So resveratrol, yeah, and I think that the point is like resveratrol, which is the specific part of red wine that I'm bringing forward as as being good for the gut microbiome. And it is clearly good for the microbiome. There is no question about that. Mm-hmm. But like, do you need to drink wine to get that? Absolutely not. Got you it. know, you can find it in red grapes. You can believe it or not find it in peanuts. Right, huh. so you can find it. You can find this specific polyphenol in many different foods. But if you're going to compare drinking resveratrol to drinking, I don't know, uh, natty ice, like, <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to compare these things, then so maybe, maybe, give me the red wine. So just to paint a picture for you, I my drink of choice is a Casamigo Blanco with which, whatever. This is what I like. Don't judge my taste. Casamigo Blanco with 
water and a squeeze of a fresh orange. That's all I'll do with it because it's like a little vanilla from the Casamigos and then orange. It's a nice medley. Okay. What about that? I mean, never mind. You're going to say that like, well, it's alcohol, but what about just tequila? No, I mean, I, I, um, I, I personally think that at the end of the day, I, I always say progress over perfection. And the reason why I like to say that is that we're all just trying to do our best and there needs to be room for us, whether it's having an alcoholic beverage or it's having some ice cream or whatever it may be, there needs to be some room where we're not like trying to apply or adhere to perfection because I think that drives us all crazy. So I like to me, that's a perfectly fine drink, Mm -hmm. but like, honestly, if you're having an alcoholic drink, just to get Who the cares? colada. Yeah, just, just get, get whatever you want. Colada. Yeah, okay. just get whatever makes you happy because that's why you're doing it, right? And my sister's gonna be really happy to hear this because whenever her and I are together, it's just we randomly will crave these like a mudslide. I mean, we want something that is deep and dark. We're like, we're just gonna <laughs> dive right in. I'm pretty sure you get deeper and darker like Daddy Ice, but nonetheless, I understand. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, I think that at this point, we just want chocolate. Right. But okay. Uh, before we let you go, you've given us so much and I've got to figure out a way to get you on here again because there's too, there's so much we could get into. It's just never ending. But we do have a little rapid fire for you. Okay. Okay. I'll so, do my best. Rapid fire. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I want his details, but rapid fire. Okay. One sentence or less. Uh, favorite supplement? I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with prebiotic fiber supplements, but... Um, prebiotic, not probiotic? Prebiotic, yeah. So fiber supplements. Brand that you like? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Let me come back. Uh, next time I'm on the show, I'll talk to you about my favorite brand for that. You heard it here first. So. Okay. Uh, what? There's so much information out there. What is the, your favorite resource for learning? Me. That is also... Okay. <laughs> well, we don't all have your brain. Yeah. Um, but... If someone is like lost in the ether of gut health and health overall, yeah. Well, and, and you know, I guess let me just say this is that that's exactly the reason why I started this account is yeah. like there needs to be reliable sources of information when it comes to this stuff. So, um, I mean, there are colleagues of mine that I would point to mm-hmm. that I think are great. So uh, other than Doctor B, on or what is your Instagram? The, the gut health MD. The gut health MD. Yeah, the gut health MD. But then there's like there's Tim Spector, um, there's the gut health doctor. She's in the UK. Alan Desmond, uh, plant based gut doc, um, Doc Serena. So those are a couple Got couple it. names. Yeah. Okay, great. And then what is your personal routine right now? This is going to be more than one sentence. But what are some of your favorite meals right now and your your wellness routine. I'll tell you something that I've started in the last couple of weeks that has been working so well for me and, I'm, and it has me very excited. I can't wait. Um, I, I found a great fasting app. Okay. okay. We just had on the Prolon founder in the episode that came out today and he's all about fasting so I can't wait to hear about this. Okay. So yeah, so I've, I started using a fasting app and it's so simple and I don't get why I pay nine ninety five a month for it but... Um, it also it also really works at least for me because I'm a very goal oriented person. So if you line up the goal, I'm like I need to do that. Okay. So and all the app does is like you click a button to say when you're starting your fast, and it keeps track of your fast, how long you've been going, and it'll say things like you're in fat burning mode now. Cool. I'm like super motivated. I need more time in fat burning mode. That's right? cool. And then on the flip side, 
um, when you stop your fast, you end your fast, it'll tell you how long that you've been like basically consuming food and how long it's been since you ended your fast, right? So like you're on this clock, you're either in fasting mm-hmm. or you're outside of fasting, Got it. right? So it tends to push you into fasting. Now, let me just say like we could, I mean, that fasting is like an entire topic of itself, oh, we gotta right? We got to get into it on the next one. Yeah. So, and there are things about fasting that I'm like, I don't, I don't like when people who have a predisposition to disordered eating when they engage in fasting because I think that that's playing with fire and there are far better ways to improve your health. I do not believe that fasting is like the backbone of human health. Fiber versus fasting, like fiber all day long. Okay. okay? But um, what fasting has done for me using this app is give me really great structure. Mm. So as an example, um, I, through the pandemic, kind of got into a routine of like, Okay, the kids go to bed. I have three kids. The kids go to bed. I'm going to like turn on TV, relax. And if I feel hungry, I'm going to grab some like, you know, not a moo ice cream or a bag of pretzels and maybe even have a drink. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's happening at like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Which is, I think, pretty common. Pretty and it's common. the worst time to be doing that. Yeah. Right? Like you're going to like consume this food that your body frankly doesn't need. And then you're going to go to bed and you're still digesting your food. Is that a formula for good restful sleep? Absolutely not. Right? So I'm, I'm like truly of the belief that if we could all just have dinner as early as possible and then just shut it down mm. and nothing other than water or herbal tea and in the morning, black coffee or black or, or um, uh, uh, green tea or black tea, if we could just do that. We would be so much better off. And so for me, this has helped me to have that structure. Cool. So I know exactly what time yesterday I stopped eating. It was 6.19 p.m., by the way, in case you're wondering. 6.19, people. 6.19. Cause, well, because the app, it's like I'm literally clicking the button. I'm like, oh, 6.19. I'm fine. locked in. But I can also see how that's another like Apple Watch addict. I feel like I'd be like, oh, looking at it all day. But, but I totally... I believe in the benefits of it. I get to be nine o'clock at night. I'm turning on the house of the dragon. Right. And it's like, okay, I could pop some popcorn and pull a couple beers out of the fridge, or I could observe the fact that I'm four hours into my fast. And, um, I want to keep this fast going for 16 hours. Mm -hmm. So this is like helping me to have the structure that I need to basically clean up that part of my day. That's been really good. Here's a little hack for you. Best thing you can do when you're trying to not eat is give your partner a back massage or a head scratch because your hands are busy and you're trying to figure it out. And Jake, if you're listening, that's what we need to be better at. But by the way, small life hack and it's like great for your relationship. I'm going to talk to my wife about this. This yeah. is a brilliant idea. <laughs> Babe, by the way. Uh, okay, so what's your what's your, what's your your go-to breakfast, lunch, dinner? And Because I want to hear some of the things you eat. Uh, I think, so breakfast is so ripe for great plant-based eating. Like it is the easiest meal to enter into a plant-based diet lifestyle. Avocado toast, by the way, like my favorite, if you're not doing this, you need to add balsamic vinegar to the toast. Like glaze? Balsamic glaze? It doesn't have to be a glaze. Like oh, okay, just, yeah, I'm in. Um, although I do use like a balsamic vinegar that's like kind of been, it's like thicker. That's but, what I mean, the glaze. Yeah. The, yeah. Yes. Viscous. So, yeah, yeah, more viscous balsamic. So, avocado toast, um, oatmeal, add whatever the heck you want to that, smoothie bowls. Okay. Honestly, even like a healthy 
uh, like a, a healthy organic cereal mm-hmm. that's like, you know, high in grain, whole grains, organic whole grains. Like grape nuts or something? Yeah. And, and add, like I'll add in like tons of toppings, mm-hmm. berries. I do like a coconut milk kefir um, that I get at Whole Foods, mm-hmm. uh, seeds, nuts, borrow nuts, stuff like that. Okay. So, all right. So that's breakfast. Lunch to me, quite simple. Soups, salads, sandwiches. So, and there's What's in your salad? Uh, as many plants as possible. Mm-hmm. So like the base is always, almost always going to be greens. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, okay, well, what, what do we even have sure. in the fridge? And let me just throw it in there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's not that hard. Okay. The other thing I like to do, I, I, I have an instant pot Ooh. and the, with the instant pot, it's like quite amazing for making delicious whole grains. So like quinoa or sorghum or um, my favorite is farro. Mm. So I will replace pasta. We talked about pasta earlier. Yeah. I will replace pasta with farro. Gluten really messes with my belly. And I know I'm going to get it. I'll figure this out based on everything that we talked about. But is farro, since it's not a very processed. Yeah, but sourdough is fine on my stomach. But do you think farro would be fine on my stomach? Usually it's processed gluten that's a bunch of BS on my Okay, so here's what I'm wondering about that. We we should talk about gluten next time we do a podcast together. Ah, gluten, It's a big topic. I said this is going to be rapid fire. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that completely fell apart. But that's my fault. I knew (laughs) that was going to happen. Keep going. Yeah, well, so the the thing about gluten, this is what I want to just kind of insert into the conversation. Um, I'm not here to defend gluten. I am here to defend whole grains. They're mm-hmm. far too healthy for us to be eliminating whole grains. Yeah. And so, but with gluten-containing foods, what if it's not the gluten? What if it's that it's being sprayed with glyphosate? Yes. Because that's what I'm seriously worried about. Yes, I completely agree. Um, so. Which is hard when you're plant-dominant because you you are consuming so many plants and they are heavily sprayed. So that's when you really got to wash your stuff even if it's organic. And you got to look at your, so brand wise, is there anything that you look for and do your research for when you're trying to avoid those types of chemicals? Well, my, my big thing, like the, the quite like most simple way to sort of enter into that is that if it's organic, not to say that it's perfect, it still needs to be cleaned. Mm -hmm. Right. But if it's organic, they're legally not allowed to spray it with glyphosate. Mm. And it's important for people to understand that with wheat and with oats, they're not genetically modified to be herbicide tolerant. Mm-hmm. That's soy and corn. Mm-hmm. Um, wheat and oats, actually, the reason why they're being sprayed with glyphosate is that if you and I were wheat farmers, we harvest the wheat and then we have to wait for it to dry out. That takes time. Yeah. If you spray it with glyphosate because it's an herbicide, because it's a weed killer, you can kill the wheat and dry it out very quickly. So that's why they're doing that. So if you get organic, they're not allowed to do that. Got it. So okay. that's, that's sort of my sort of entry point into that. But, you know... We're going to just tease that for the next episode. Well, and to me, like, if there is uh, if there is a wheat product that I will go to war for to defend, it's going to be sourdough bread. You Girl, are not taking it from me. I'm there with you. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so All right. lunches are soups and sandwiches, salads. What yeah. about dinner with your family? So dinner, um, I, I think the classic... There's sort of two main directions I would go here. First is a uh, whole grain and legume based bowl. So what is like your ethnic flavor of choice? Mm-hmm. The beauty of ethnic flavors is that they're all really predominantly plant-based. Mm-hmm. So like if it's Mexican, cool. You're starting off with probably some brown rice or something like that. 
plus some black beans. And then you're just going to throw, okay, let me throw some avocado, chop up some tomatoes, some red onion, maybe a jalapeno, some cilantro, and then you hit it with the hot sauce. Got it. That's a win. Um, and then, Sorry, well, the other thing I was going to say real quick is that, you know, we're, we're like, regardless of what you see on Instagram or you see in my cookbook, uh, we're a real family and we cook normal food. So like to us, a normal meal, like literally what we had for dinner last night was my mom, my, I'm sorry, my wife will, um, uh, get tomato sauce cooking. And one of my big things is we didn't talk about a ton today, but it's getting more variety into our diet. We need to get more variety. The food system is trying to deprive us of variety. So if you take tomato sauce and you open up your fridge and you ask the question, what could I possibly put into this tomato sauce that would taste good? You will find a lot of plants. Mm -hmm. And like you and I could name a whole bunch right now, sure. but like you just go down the line. I know that you guys are thinking about this at home of what you would add to this tomato sauce very quickly, very easily, you could be in the range of five to 10 different plants. Yeah. And you let it simmer or you cook it in some olive oil first and then add it to the sauce. Okay. That's the quicker way if you're, if it's a time crunch. Um, but basically you just let it simmer. The flavors melt together. It is so much more flavorful. Your kids love it. They're There's excited. There's more texture. There's everything. And it's a win for your gut microbiome. There you go. So it's perfect. That's what we want. What is your number one source of plant protein? That's what everyone was asking. Uh, so I think like, I, to be completely honest with you, and it's not to dismiss the protein thing. I get it. Mm -hmm. um, but I also don't really worry about it. Great. Because I eat a wide variety of plants. And you have to understand like literally every single plant has protein. Mm -hmm. But if I were to say source, like what should you be eating that you may not be eating enough of? Particularly if you want more protein in your diet. It's gotta be legumes. The average, the average American is eating just six pounds of legumes per year, six pounds. The average American is eating 220 pounds of meat per year, right? Ugh. So if we want to balance this out, then we have to increase our legumes. Next episode, we're gonna talk about uh, gluten, fasting, FODMAPs, beans, all these different things. We got so much more to talk about. And what is the best way for people to find you if they want to work with you or around you or whatever you're doing? And I'll put it in the show notes. So you can find me on social media as the Gut Health MD. That's on Instagram and Facebook. On uh, TikTok, there's probably some like 13 year old who took my name. So I'm the Gut Health MD underscore on TikTok. And um, you can find me on my website, theplantfedgut.com. That's where you'll find more information about my books. I have two books, Fiber Fueled and the Fiber Fueled Cookbook. Would you like to do a giveaway for a Fiber Fueled? We could definitely do that. I would love that. Yeah. If that's cool with you. Let's do it. Okay, great. We're going to do a giveaway with a cookbook and a Fiber Fueled. And all you have to do is comment your favorite part of this episode on the most recent Instagram. Make sure you're following Dr. V as well. But comment your favorite part of this episode on the latest Instagram post and you will be entered in to win a copy of Fiber, Fiber Fueled and what is the cookbook called? The Fiber Fueled Cookbook. Oh my gosh, it is. Yeah. Of course it is. So original. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Well, you're a doctor. You're, I mean, I don't think we could have had a better guest on today. This is so much information. We have so much more to go, but thank you so much for your knowledge and all of the details that you gave everyone today. This was really fun. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. We'll have you on next time and everyone enjoy. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Remember, if you 
do want to win a copy of Dr. B's cookbook as well as Fiber Fueled, all you have to do is go to the most recent post on the Hotter Than Health Instagram and let us know your favorite part of the episode. Let us know your favorite tip. Let us know what you liked about it. Thank you so much. Again, the best way to support the podcast is by using the links in the show notes as well as subscribing. So if this is your first time listening to Hotter Than Health, please head over to Apple Podcasts, click follow, leave us five stars, write a review if you have an extra second. It is truly the best way to support the podcast. And I can't tell you how much reviews mean for us little guys out there. But I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their day. I hope you guys are going home and having an amazing conference call and staying hydrated, staying fibered up, and we will talk to you next Thursday.